Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 532. And Bob Seeger with Bax and Nagel. And Marty Caproni. Believe it or not, Steve has worked so hard in the last five days. <laughs> he had to fill out the appropriate paperwork to take one more week. And he's not done. <laughs> he is not done. He's working firefighter hours now. He's, uh, <laughs> like, one week on, one week off. Or one week on and two weeks left to go. <laughs> Whatever it may be. It's a mix of sun and clouds this morning. Increasing clouds later this afternoon. A slight chance of an afternoon uh, a- uh, shower. Uh, tonight, cloudy. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy. A chance of showers again with a high of 86. It's 63 degrees right now with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. so ridiculous but it was great it was absolutely so much fun super fun times uh i uh i enjoyed bringing in the uh fruit fair chicken salad yeah and, i don't uh, know what his problem was with the chicken salad i thought it was a damn solid chicken salad he was just being ornery he was just being a curmudgeon you think he was doing it just to uh to be contrarian just uh, just to kind of stick it to you a hundred percent yeah I'm, you can't eat that chicken salad and tell me it's not good chicken salad no you can't at, at the very least it's good at the, at the at the best, if it's part of your childhood and you're from Chicopee, it's the best chicken salad. To say you've ever had. to say it's just okay is just like naturally Crazy. dismissive. It's Crazy. like intentionally dismissive. It was intentionally dismissive. I hope he's listening this morning. <laughs> I wish uh, the Hill Towns had some sort of food they were known for that I could eat and be like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> but the truth is, where he lives has no character. <laughs> I'm shooting. I'm, I'm shooting fire. I'm, yeah, uh, I know. I'm you're, shots you're, fired. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're blasting on fireballs yeah, right now. Yeah, no, they have no character and no food that they're known for. So I say to him, too bad. We got all kinds of stuff to be talking about uh, this morning. It's five fifty nine with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock one hundred two. Don't overpay for your new ride. Pay under MSRP at Leah Toyota in Northampton right now. Drive away in the all new all electric BZ4X and take ten thousand dollars off MSRP or a twenty twenty three Rav four Prime with seventy five hundred dollars off MSRP. Leah has hundreds of new Toyotas to choose from. Got a trade? Leah will pay you top dollar. Visit General Manager Myron Calendar and his staff at Leah Toyota on King Street in Northampton and. Don't overpay for your new ride. 2023 This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with an important announcement. Our business continues to grow, and I still need your help. We have immediate openings in our installation and service departments. If you or anyone you know has service, mechanical, or construction-type experience and want to join a dynamic, growing company, listen up. Our field associates have the freedom to work independently, but they are provided with all the support they need to be successful, including the latest technology, as well as factory and on-the-job training. Learn more about this and other career opportunities at Mayberry.com. That's M-A-Y-B-U-R-Y.com. Also, our August car show is coming. Join us Wednesday, August 16th from 4 to 8 for our next 2023 car show and product showcase. Whether you own a classic car or just appreciate seeing them, come network with Mayberry Associates and friends and support Bay State Health's Rays of Hope. For more information, visit Mayberry.com. That's M-A-Y. View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you have it. Yesterday, 36-year-old American Brian Harmon won his very first major by winning the 151st 
Open Championship in Hoylake, England. Now, I know that many of you folks who don't pay attention to these kinds of things must be thinking, well, thank goodness that tournament was finally won uh, by an American. And frankly, I couldn't agree more. Are you kidding? An American hasn't won that thing in nearly two years. And yet Harmon, the 26th ranked player in the world, just won the most prestigious tournament in golf with a six-stroke lead. Now, at the Masters, you get a big fat check and a green jacket. But at the Open Championship, you win a trophy known as the Claret Jug, which you only get to keep for one year before you have to give it back, which they've been doing every year since 1928. What you do get to keep is the largest stack of prize money in golf. How much you talking? Well, I spent most of the night figuring out the exchange rates between the British pound and the U.S. dollar. And what I can tell you is this. By winning, Brian Harmon just won $3 million in U.S. cash. Now, here's the thing. Everybody who makes the final round gets paid, just like they do in every tournament. But the Open Championship has the highest person golf, meaning that the four guys who tied for second place are all walking out of there with just over a million dollars apiece. Now, if I were playing, I can assure you that I would be finishing somewhere around dead last. And for that lack of effort, I would be entitled to a handsome losing check of $37,000. Folks, I could come in dead last without even trying. That's because I'm a terrible golfer. What I am good at is endorsing a check. In fact, I could do that all day long. You have any idea how many stupid little radio shows I'd have to do to make $37,000? Neither do I. That's mostly because I haven't quite figured out the math yet. All I can tell you is that it would, uh, it would be a lot of them, and I'm not so sure I have that much patience. Sure, winning $3 million in a stupid jug that you can't keep sounds pretty nice, but I'm not that greedy. Give me a $37,000 shower check, and I promise to stay home next year and never come back. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whatever's for dinner tonight, you can grill it, roast it, smoke it, or bake it with the big green egg. See Michael of the East Lawman of Rockies is a Rocky's big green egg expert. Michael knows that big green egg inside and out. Good people, rock solid service like Michael at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 612 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve uh, all week long. It's going to be uh, a mix of sun and clouds this morning, increasing clouds as the uh, the day goes on. There is a slight chance of a shower later this afternoon with a high of 88. It's about 64 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I was uh, I was out of town all weekend, yeah. so I, I didn't get a chance to go. But from all indications, the, uh, the Springfield Jazz and Roots Festival was a big fat success. I don't know if you saw pictures of it or any of the stories, but man, it looked awesome and it looked like a lot of fun. Several thousand people. Here's the thing: several thousand people in downtown Springfield on Worthington Street, right there at the at the uh, the Stern Square Park. Yeah. There, the to the best of my knowledge, not a single person got stabbed. Nobody was beaten <laughs> with the uh, with the butt of a gun. <laughs> Nobody was robbed at gunpoint. Everyone just enjoyed the music. And a few drinks. And went and then, home safe. And then went home safe. See, that's Springfield. When you really put your mind to things, <laughs> you <laughs> yes, can make it happen. Yes, that's it. That's it. It was a wild, a wildly successful event. The 10th Annual Springfield Jazz and, and Roots Festival. 
several thousand people were there over the course of uh, of uh, of the entire festival. I think it has something to do with the musical choice, you know, jazz. You can't really get angry listening to, you know. Oh, I don't know. Um, hey, you stepped on my shoe. Boobity bop, boop, 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 step, step, booby doop, step, step. You can't. Yeah, I know, but but like some of the most uh, important jazz artists in history were yeah. like either heroin addicts or True. spent time in jail or sold their soul to the devil. True. I mean, you, you hear all these uh, rumors. Right, right. But you, you think to yourself, uh, uh, those are the artists. Those are the people actually getting paid, so they don't need to rob anybody. Uh, <laughs> the the people who do listen to jazz, uh, I feel it's like one of those uh, musical forms that's so complex and uh, so pleasant mm-hmm. that you, you're you not going to cause trouble, you know? I find that jazz fans, and I kind of agree with you on this one, I find that jazz fans become jazz fans because they want everyone to know that they're jazz fans. Yes. Yeah, it's a little there's a little bit of a uh, we're better than you. Yeah, there's a, uh, a slight elitism involved yeah. there cuz they get it. Yeah. And either you get jazz or you or you just don't get jazz, but nevertheless, no problems in Springfield for a 2-day festival. See what happens when uh when everyone comes together and motivates and, and we we were just talking about this off air. We're saying how great downtown Springfield would be if they could get a police presence for about those 10 blocks from MGM to just past Worthington Street. You know, maybe to like where the old Hippodrome was. If we could get a police presence down there and reasons for people to go down there again, I feel like we would be in a prime position for a resurgence. I think if you could get everybody, uh, if you had a cop every 15 feet, say from like uh, <laughs> right State Street to... Let's say Liberty. Yeah. Liberty. Let's say Liberty. You That's can, ambitious. You know, yeah. If, if, uh, if the police department could staff enough for like 15, right. a cop every 15, 20 feet, I think people would finally start to feel a little safer right. about downtown, which is really the the hiccup. People are, you know, you'll people who are not from Springfield will say, well, it's, well, it's not safe there. Dude, it's plenty safe there. I mean, the, in fact, it's weird because the more people that are actually in downtown Springfield, the safer it becomes. Yeah. Well, that's the word. Ta- so like back in whatever it was like 98, 99, my, my good buddy, Mike Barrasso and uh, Steve Stein, they opened what then was the old Paramount uh, Theater. They turned it into the Hippodrome. Right. And they poured money into that. It was millions to get it refurbed and looking great and everything. But it became this amazing place that the day they opened it was basically like 2,000 people all agreed hey we're gonna go there which when you take 2,000 people and send them to one space it's gonna be a safe space no one's gonna be trying to rob anybody with that many people around right. you know um, then I believe the city took back that thing through eminent domain or whatever it was and uh, and then they haven't really done a lot with it since yeah, the the uh, the story is that that money has been obtained to fix it. Yeah, but not all the money has been obtained, and it just kind of sits there, not really doing a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. And 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 it's it's a shame because when that thing was redone, it was a beautiful old building. It was amazing. They spent I I forget what it was, but they had spent countless hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, 
getting the uh, gold leaf that was in there re- repainted and the, the murals and the frescoes and all that. Mm-hmm. They really put all that money into it, but it's been years and years now. It's probably been, geez, when was the tornado? 10 years ago? 11 years ago? Something like that? What, 2011, 2012? Yeah. So you let a building like that, that's that age, sit for that long, and it's going to fall into disrepair. Yeah. You know? But, you know, we've had we've had events, uh, it, well, nights in Springfield, for example. We had, like, a, a Thunderbird game, yep. enshrinements, and, uh, you know, a couple other events all in, in the same night. Right. And everyone, you know, all the big problems in Springfield are elsewhere. Sure. You know, you're not going to find it downtown. Right. It's like you're going to find it in other parts of the city. And that's fine. That's Perfect. I have no problem with that kind of violence and crime. You know what? They need, they need to get the people who want to commit violence together. To all agree on a place that they can go commit violence with each other. You know what I mean? Like, they pick one. Hey, we're going to all go to the old Eastfield Mall. That's <laughs> You know what? That would be a great place. If you, you wanted know? to commit you want to commit violence, right. do it in an empty uh, shell of a building. Make it easy Make it easy for the cops to, to then just surround it and just pick you guys up as you get stabbed. Uh, and then uh, and then everywhere else be uh, be great. Yeah, I mean, that would be a great way to simplify the whole thing. Yeah, but when you look at what's going on downtown now, they got the the MGM concert series that we're always talking about now, right? So that's yeah. great. Um, the Mass Mutual Center, they have um, shows left and right. They just had you know like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They got Bill Burr coming again. They put uh, some great shows in Symphony Hall. Right, yeah. right. So it's like you're starting to see that resurgence. It, and honestly, you know, maybe the key is those stupid lights. Remember those, uh, the, like the lights on Worthington Street? Yeah. If they just did that all the way down well, Main Street. Well, they've got them by uh, MGM, too. Yes. They're yeah. doing that a lot. Now. Right. They should do that all the way down Main Street. You know what I mean? And and just make it well lit enough that people don't feel like uh, committing crime. You know, to me, it's encouraging. So, you know, here's an event that the, that's been going on for 10 years. Yeah. So the 10th uh, Springfield Jazz and Roots Festival. Anytime I've been down there while that's, that's going on, it's a good-sized crowd. Yep. Everybody is well-behaved. They're enjoying the, the hell out of it. And, you know, we've seen in other situations where, like in, in, in that park when they were doing bike nights, yeah. you know, yeah. there were very few problems yeah. at those shows. And you get thousands of people down there, which suggests to me that what you have are thousands of people that want to go down there right. to be entertained, to have a good time, to have fun in a in a safe and fun environment. And that exists in Springfield. You'd like to see that happen more often. You know, they need more uh, events like that that are also not, uh, not events that uh, are so prone to uh, uh, stabby uh, customer service space. Yeah, like Knife Night would probably <laughs> not be a great no. event for Springfield. No. <laughs> You know, uh, like bludgeon fest would bludgeon, not be no not be what i would uh, buy tickets jazz for. fest sure no one's gonna get f- all fisty on you know, uh, on the head, no. jazz fest have, have you ever just listened to jazz and be like i'm gonna punch that guy right in the face you can't it's just boobity boop bop yeah it's so relaxing you know what else i they they i don't know if they do one but they should if they don't uh because I mean, one of the best bars that we have in the area still and has been for my entire uh, adulthood is Theodore's right down there. Sure. They should do a blues fest, you know. 
I go I go back to I don't know if you remember, but way back in the day there was McNamara's TikTok Lounge. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And they used to have blues open mic uh, night, the blues jam and everything. You used to be able to just walk in there, go up on stage and play harmonica or guitar or whatever you wanted to play. Um Theodore still has world class blues down there. That would be such a great spot to do a blues fest. Yeah. But you know, it takes it takes a lot of organization, a lot of sure. uh, you know, moving parts, and there are blues artists that play at the, yep. uh, the Jazz and Roots Festival. I mean, don't you know? No, no, don't mistake that. But I think you're right. You know, you, you know, tap into that. Uh, in, in, you tap into that and and do it there. It, the setup was fantastic. Culture, culturally uh, appropriate um, uh, entertainment for downtown. You know. I, I would consider uh, getting involved in like a comedy festival or something down there. Yeah, you know, I've talked about that before. How yeah. cool! How cool would that be? It would be great. You yeah, know? If you could, you'd have uh, Symphony Hall, Mass Mutual Center, other right. clubs that could do it. Even Theodore's got a good stage down down there. That would be perfect. Yeah, that's actually where I uh, met you for the first time. Was when I did that Rock One Hundred Two Bud Light Stand Up Challenge. I practically choked on my burnt ends. It was. It was. I remember that night very very well. About fifteen years ago, down there. And then I remember my prize was doing a show at uh, City Stage, which I don't think they use anymore, but which was a great venue. Down we used there. to do our live show at City Stage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it yeah. was uh, it was a great, nice, intimate room. Yeah, I see. That's like one of those things. The the uh, well, I guess you could do that live show just about anywhere now, huh? Like you could. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no immediate plans to bring it back. I mean, no. that, that may be a while before we even consider oh, that. So. Home buyers, they buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples home buyers. Uh, State Senate President Karen Spilka and Senator Joe Comerford will be in Hadley this afternoon to announce a plan to assist farmers in western and central Mass who have been hardest hit by the recent flooding. That proposal includes funding and other forms of relief, and that announcement will happen today at uh, at one thirty. We were talking about this you know, last week about you know how screwed a lot of these farmers are oh. based upon the floodwaters it's uh it's really bad so to have uh, a little bit of state help is going to be uh well needed definitely necessary i saw pictures of uh brunell's down there in south hadley yeah you know all the docks are wiped out but uh kudos to those people they're apparently there's bundles of wood in the parking lot and everything so it looks like they're getting ready to Try to salvage what they can this summer and build some new docks and, yeah, and get the so. boats back on the river. Uh, West Nile, as if flooding and you know rain yeah, isn't bad sure. enough, uh, West Nile virus has now oh. been detected in five Massachusetts communities, two of which are right here in Western Mass. A, a, uh, <laughs> Another feel-good story. It really is. Yeah, this is the kind <laughs> of story you just say, oh, I'm so happy with, to live out here. A uh, sample in West Springfield tested positive on July 14th and another in Boston four days later. So far, no human or animal cases have been reported, and right now the risk level is considered to be low statewide. West Nile virus is a mosquito-carrying virus. Uh, actually, it's a mosquito-carried virus. I mean, I'm sure it's the virus doesn't really carry the mosquitoes. Otherwise, that's a pretty That'd nasty be, virus. Yes, it is. Uh, but it can cause illnesses ranging from a mild fever to more serious uh, things like, uh, oh, I don't know, encephalitis or meningitis. Those are bad things. Uh, the majority of people who are infected have no symptoms, and uh, to prevent this, they are suggesting using repellents with DEET, wearing long sleeves and pants, which everybody wants to do on an 88-degree oh, day. how would you not? Avoiding outdoor activities at dusk and dawn, way ahead of you on that one, <laughs> and removing any standing water around your home. 
which is easy to do when your farm has been flooded. flooded. You know, like the it's 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 like the year we had the uh, the tornado. We yeah. had like five or six other natural disasters, like one it, after another. It was like cluster disasters. Yeah. So you know, if your farm flooded, now you have to worry about a uh, <laughs> a uh, mosquito-borne virus on top of that. Yeah, nice. like you could you, you, like yeah. you need one more problem. Yeah, sure. Uh, Eversource must do more research and outreach before the state decides whether to allow a controversial plan to install a secondary gas line through Springfield and Longmeadow. In a 244-page response to the utility's draft environmental impact report, Energy Secretary Rebecca Tapper asked Eversource to submit a supplement that answers additional questions. Eversource has applied for approvals to, uh, to construct a new 5.3-mile, 16-inch diameter gas pipeline uh, to make upgrades to the existing Bliss Street Regulator Station in Springfield and to build a new a point of delivery facility in Longmeadow. It's a $65 million project that has been uh, in the midst of a years-long review. Eversource will continue to work with the uh, regulators and local stakeholders to meet requirements, according to uh, Priscilla Ress, Eversource spokesman or spokeswoman. Uh, in its application, the company has argued that the new pipeline is needed uh, as a backup to the existing 70-year-old system. The line serves people in Springfield, Longmeadow, Agawam, West Springfield, Southwick, East Longmeadow, and, uh, and Chicopee. I mean, I say just take their word for it and let them put it in. You know, what what, <laughs> yeah. what could go wrong? Well, a giant it, energy company, they, they've got to be good for it. I don't know if you ever lived next to a project like that, but most nope. people who do really don't like that kind of thing in their backyard. Yeah, I would guess. Uh, you know, probably really doesn't. Uh, remember all those people uh, in the uh, central part of the state where their houses blew up? Uh, yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Them. Yeah. Those but that, the wasn't, that wasn't because a pipeline was uh, through the neighborhood. That no. was all the pressure of the gas that yeah. just built up over time i'm just saying you know gas is such a safe thing why do you even you know i mean i mean ask the good folks down around teddy bees uh it's uh what could go wrong <laughs> <laughs> baboom you know it's always interesting to me though like priscilla rest now is the uh, spokeswoman for forever sure. source and she's uh you know she's you know doing uh you know press releases for this utility right where 20 years ago, she would be reporting and trying to bust this uh, this conspiracy wide open yes. on uh, on Western Mass or ABC I 40. I-Team, the I-Team. The I-Team. She would have torn them a new a-hole, and she would have been in her rights to do it, too, because yeah. that's just how she would be. She's tenacious. You know, eventually you got to follow that dollar. You know, the, if the I-Team ain't paying the bills, you got to switch sides. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um a university expert on water quality says that Springfield's report of high levels of contaminants is not a cause for panic. You got to watch it, though. Uh, the numbers are a violation of safe drinking water standards. So in that report, it's significant. That's according to John Tobiasen, head of the uh, UMass Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. I don't think the public should be alarmed, though. The numbers are slightly above standard, which takes a lot of different factors into account. Ignore the fact that water is contaminated. It, oh, yeah. It's not going to kill everybody. It's fine. You have to be drinking that for months at a time to experience any form of illness or cancer or anything like that. Oh, so sure. drink it up. You know what I miss about not doing this uh, radio show? What? I eventually got to a point where I was so fed up with the news that I stopped reading it, stopped opening the news apps on my phone, stopped paying attention to it, stopped watching it on TV, and was living a pretty uh, great 
uh, ignorant existence. Oh, you know? yeah. Just blissful. And now every morning I start out with like, the water's going to kill me. There's a gas line. Coming. It's oh, just like yeah. one thing after another. You know, you know what I, because uh, I don't do news. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Have, it's, it's really. Steve's, Steve's thing. That's Steve's thing. It's yeah. not really my thing. It's never really been my thing. And my entire career, I think I've done news maybe never. So, <laughs> so for me to actually, you know, look for these stories and then report on them, I'm kind of like you. Yeah. I almost wish. I didn't have to pay attention to this because it's like, well, let's see, uh, you know, gas lines, uh, you, know, you know, farmland ruin, drinking yeah. water that is contaminated. <laughs> is there any reason to feel bad about life right now? I don't think so. I think everything is looking pretty rosy. You know, uh, I found a story. I don't know if I should read it when we do the news the next time or if I should but you do, can it, do it now sure okay all right are you ready go ahead an 11 year old boy caught a fish with human-like teeth in an Oklahoma pond I'll paraphrase um, Jana Clinton was sitting on her back porch watching her son Charlie 11 fish in a pond behind their house in Oklahoma this past weekend when he studied suddenly started yelling for her he was screaming oh my god mom I'll paraphrase now he pulled out this fish that literally has uh, human-looking teeth on it, okay? Okay. Um, it turned out that Charlie had landed a pacao, a fish that is a cousin of the piranha and whose outsized teeth have long struck fear in swimmers. The pacao is a native of South America, but this one was swimming in a small pond in Clinton suburb in, an, in north of Oklahoma City. Are you, are you ready for the for the real rub uh, on this story? Sure. They they let the fish go. Uh, they they put it back because it's a catch and release pond, which is really dumb. If you see this fish, you should know it does not belong in Oklahoma nor any pond in the United States. Okay? I'm I'm looking at it now. Yes. The only thing that this fish should be doing is going to a dentist. Yeah, it's real. It's really weird that this thing has like it does have human looking teeth. Okay. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase, okay, and I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the part of the article that, if you will, uh, jumped out to me. Um, the fish has a scary nickname, along with its creepy appearance. The Paco had a troubling nickname: the Ball Cutter. <laughs> a label that stems from its purported habit. Of attacking men's testicles. Ah. A dubious distinction prompted warnings from for skinny dippers in Scandinavia after one fish was caught in the wild in 2013. It is not normal to get your testicles bitten off, of course, but it can happen, especially now in Sweden, fish expert Henrik Carl said at the time. You should have seen the one that got away. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, and, the, and I'm sure the fish does not have a catch and release policy. So this kid, and, and God bless him, since he learned this, has been now fishing every day trying to re-catch this fish and take it out of the water and get it mounted, which I think is an admirable effort. I think so, too. Is, there, is it more than one of these pack owls in this pond? Well, they they say that they think it might uh, be... It might be uh, that it was a pet that was got too big for a tank and they released it. But but oh normally <laughs> the fish so doesn't gross. feed on human testicles. It said normally it feeds on fruits and nuts. 
<laughs> well, the nuts thing, I understand. Yes, I get That's it. That's pretty clear. It. Right, yes, right. Yeah. Um, so if you're in Oklahoma, uh, you have a new thing to think about now when you go swimming. <laughs> So I'm looking at a picture of this uh, this young uh, this young child uh, holding yeah. the fish by the tail. Yeah. Do you see that picture? Yes. Do you see where the fish is looking? <laughs> right at this little boy's <laughs> testicles. He, he absolutely is. Look, he's really yeah eyeing this up like it, with his one fish eye. If you Google this pacau or whatever you want to say, P-A-C-U, uh, I don't know how anyone would release that back in thinking, yeah, that's a normal fish. It doesn't look like any. Does that look like anything you ever caught in your youth? Uh, no. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's a good sized fish. Yeah, it's but, huge. Yeah, it's a big fish. That's uh, looking at this poor kid's crotch like yeah. it's like uh, an all-you-can-eat buffet. The ball cutter. Oh boy! But how do you mount it? Is my question. You know? Slowly, <laughs> <laughs> gently, very gently. Maybe from a distance. Very. <laughs> Wearing a cup. You mount it yeah. wearing a cup. Yeah, you need a special kind of bait for something like that. <laughs> it is disturbing. It actually has molars, it says. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you look at the uh, the pictures of, of this thing. It's it's a full bunch of... It's a full damn bunch of teeth. It is really... Yeah, it's disturbing. It's a disturbing looking fish. It's almost, It almost looks photoshopped. That's that's how, yeah. how much it is. Yeah, I, I wish... Um, I wish we had some sort of affiliation here with like a cosmetic dentist. It'd be great to get him on the phone. Well, he does. The fish does need to floss. It does. I don't want to judge it, you know, but it definitely looks like it needs work. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he's brushing properly in concentric circles the way they uh, they tell you to, you, but you, clearly you know this I, this fish needs to be swimming in fluoridated fluoridated water. Yeah, you know what I would do? I would catch it and then I would uh, I would take it into my garage and I would uh, I would give it veneers, porcelain veneers. <laughs> So it looked like it was a news anchor on like 22 or something like that. Like really ridiculous veneers and then just release it back in the water. <laughs> or like like one gold tooth. Like the, yeah, like a rapper. Yeah, like your grandfather had. Or give it a whole grill. It's in Oklahoma, you know, like the, like, who was that, Mike Jones, like one of those guys? It's the full grill. The Pioneer Valley forecast is looking like this. A mix of sun and clouds this morning. Increasing clouds with a slight chance of a shower this afternoon and a high of 88 tomorrow. Partly cloudy. Another chance of an afternoon shower. Maybe a thunderstorm. A high of 86. It's uh, about 65 degrees right now. On Rock Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 in Pearl Jam. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Steve will be back on uh, Monday. A mix of sun and clouds this morning. Increasing clouds later in the day. A slight chance of a shower this afternoon with a high of 88. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Better chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, cause, which is good, because uh, really red flag warning out there. A high of 86. It's about uh, 64 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, uh, Steve Nagel, even though he's on vacation, he and the road crew this Thursday are uh, from 11 to 1 at the Department of Development Services Job Fair. Uh, Steve will be looking for a job, and so will you. They're searching for <laughs> LPNs, direct care, and in-home care workers. To join the team while you're there, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win a prize. That's Thursday from 11 to 1 with Steve and the road crew at the Department of Developmental Services, 15 Atwood Drive in Northampton from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, look at that. You know, just when we, uh, just when we rag on him for not having a work ethic, he's uh, he's working on vacation. Isn't that something? He's yeah. really putting in his time. He really is. He's got to put those two hours in for the 
for the week. He's got to break away from all that relaxation to give uh, two hours of his time to a very good uh, a very good cause. Oh boy, um, <laughs> I just I, I'm still I'm still very um, I'm licking my wounds from him not liking my fruit fair chicken salad that I went out of my way to bring in. See, I appreciated it. You know, I yeah, think you, I showed some uh, some gratitude. You were you 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 had gratitude, and mm-hmm. you were fair in your assessment of it. You know, you, yes, you, you were like it's very good. I'm not gonna say it's the best ever, but you said it's very good. You could see why I like it so much. I can totally see why he does it. I can totally see why it's all the rage in chicken Yep, totally yep. understand that. But he could have cared less. You know, I, I don't think I don't th- I don't think it would have mattered how good the chicken salad was. I think he yeah. was. He was, uh, you know, cocked and ready to bear, bear down on you, and say, "There's no way I'm going to like this chicken salad as much as he does." Yeah, I, I this this hot dog debate and this pizza debate, we are, we couldn't be more diametrically opposed of our food choices, I believe. Um, whereas you and I, I think we uh, we can agree on most of the places that we like to eat in Western Massachusetts. Most of them, yeah. You know, um, I don't know, I don't know where Steve's eating. Although I did see him go to that. Uh, that autumn uh, it was autumnist farms or whatever yeah, that looked awful good yeah it looked real good it did look it real good. did look awful i'll good. admit it now that he's not in the studio that steak and cheese hot dog as disgusting as that sounds and as much as it looks like a hor- uh, like a heart attack uh, yeah i was like i i i could definitely go for that see i don't i don't i don't see that that way i mean when i look at like a when i look at something like that i'm like, i'm going that i'm sure is delicious do you ever see like um this guy who's on, uh, we've had him in the studio before. Good guy. Uh, the uh, the vulgar chef. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's friends with my buddy Vec. Yeah. Well, Ky- Vec, yeah. well Kyle uh, yeah. puts together some things that, you know, would normally be seen as absolutely disgusting. Right. But the fact of the matter is he's showing a certain level of creativity that if you think real hard, how bad could it possibly be? Right. You, you know what I mean? I like things like that. I like things that you're like, this is disgusting. Who would eat this? And then you eat it and you're like, all right, it's really good. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I did see one. I think I think this was him who did it. It was like a spam rice crispy treat, which I yeah that oh that didn't sound so good to me. But but it makes sense if you figure it out, right? If by the way, if you've ever taken spam and cut it thin and you fry it like real like really till it's almost crispy, it's almost it's like quite ba- good. Yeah, it's almost like bacon. It's delicious. I could see if you did that and you mix it in with the rice krispies because it's salty. But sweet. also the the marshmallow fluff too, right? That's yeah. a, the salt and sweet combo. You know what I mean? Sure, that's the key to cooking: salt, sweet, texture. Right? Those yep. are all the things that you look for in uh, in a meal. <laughs> and yet, and yet, you know, no he's one, he's built himself a, an emp- a small empire. He's got a lot of followers on social media. You damn right he does. And by doing that, so I wonder how he does. He sit around all day and just think about content to I don't make, know if like, it's an all day thing I think it's maybe like an hour or two a day he sets aside for what can I destroy today I feel like the research for that is not as in-depth as we might think it is it's more like <laughs> all right here's what I'm gonna do today slim jims and honey nut cheerios <laughs> you know it's just ripping bong hits and uh yeah, and- I, I would be more than happy to be a taste tester for some of his uh some of his work I gotta, it's really artistic i gotta follow him on social media you totally do i do i do i need to get people to follow me on social media too no one does 
It's uh, 6.58 with Max and Nail and Marty Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in all my years of being grossly underpaid as an employee in this godforsaken business, I have never said to myself, hey, you know what would be helpful? Putting together a Zoom call with other undervalued radio employees so we can all talk about it. And why would that be a pointless exercise and a reckless utility? Because the other people on the Zoom call aren't the ones writing the checks. As many of you know, there's been a recent spate of NFL running backs who have found themselves unable to land top dollar in negotiating new deals or through testing their value in the free market. For example, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants threatening to hold out for the entire season simply because he and the team are unable to agree on what he deserves despite being given the franchise tag. The Giants are offering better than $10 million, but in turn, Barkley is offering the Giants to kiss not one, but both sides of his ass. And Barkley isn't the only running back uh, running into the same boat. This is why at least a half dozen NFL running backs met Saturday on Zoom to discuss why the league is suddenly not interested in paying big fat stacks of cash for that position. How come? Well, part of the problem is supply and demand. The current supply is exceeding the demand, and if you're current running back wants more money, there's always going to be somebody who can do the job for less. Secondly, running backs get tackled nearly every time they touch the ball. That means more injuries. More injuries means you're wasting money on guys that are not able to play. And lastly, the league is stacked with high-quality quarterbacks who are paid to throw footballs to high-paid receivers. Last year, NFL receivers averaged 223 yards per game. But in rushing, the league averaged only 118 yards per game. And you want to waste an entire afternoon on a Zoom call wondering why running backs aren't getting paid the same as everybody else? How about this? Maybe it's because quarterbacks and receivers are a little more productive and a little more reliable. Sorry to sound like a jerk, but I'm not, I'm not sure I'd want to pay you more than $10 million a year either. Because even though you think you're getting screwed, you're still making $10 million a year. But hey, and FMI Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Ego Battery Powered Trimmer and Blower. Battery and charger included. Now $229 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving almost $100. Bucks. I'm looking on the Rocky's app. You can pick up a flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and sticks with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. It's a mix of sun and clouds this morning. Uh, the clouds will increase and a chance of an afternoon shower. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. And you can almost bank on showers or thunderstorms tomorrow with a high of 86. It's uh, 69, Giggity, degrees Ooh. downtown. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite part. On Rock 102. You've uh, you been following this whole Jason Aldean story? Oh, have I been following? I can't get away from it. So Jason Aldean, for those of you who uh, you have uh, some level of taste and understanding of how the world works, is a, a country music singer who has uh, released a song called Try That in a Small Town. And there are many people who are believing that uh, that it may potentially be uh, covertly racist uh, or, uh, or what have you. There's nothing in the song that specifically states anything racist, but it's kind of like an implied type of sure. thing. And a lot of people are, have been asking, you know, for you know him to be canceled and, and and all this stuff. And and as 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 uh, reg- as much as I'm trying not to want to listen to the song, I have to tell you, 
I don't really have a problem with this Jason Aldean song. No? I got a problem with all of his songs. <laughs> and that's mostly because they're terrible. And and uh, country music is is awful to listen to. I, I like old old country, like before it was what it was now. Yeah. I my uh, my grandparents used to listen to old country music, the cowboy the cowboy music, you know, country and western music back on eight track tapes. Hank, Willie Nelson, those people like real country music. Now I'd, I'd watch Hee Haw with my grandmother every every Friday. Right. Oh, there you a go. Great show Hee Haw yeah. was. Hee Haw was. It was a fantastic show. But now it is that this is my country music is formulaic now. It's it is pop music. This dude is basically a backstreet boy in a flannel. <laughs> That's what he is, right? It, call it what it is. They, the record companies basically invent this guy and put him on stage, and then all the girls are like, he's dreamy. Look at his flannel with the cutoff shirt. I have a theory that most people don't even like country. I feel like <laughs> what happened was a lot of girls, I have friends that are females, and I'm telling you, they're like, we're going to the country concert. They're going because they want to wear a denim shirt, tie their flannel up, show their belly, wear mm-hmm. their, it's a cute outfit, and then all the guys, they want to chase the girls, so they go. And then it's a contest amongst the guys now to impress the girls. Like, I, got a bel- I, got a, I got a belt buckle. I got a bigger belt buckle. <laughs> There's so many fake cowboys. You live in New England. You live in Massachusetts, yeah. and now it's like, uh, it's like I got, oh, yeah, I got a Ford F-150. I got a Ford F-250. I got a Ford F-350 <laughs> diesel Duramax Power Stroke 5000. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I'm a cowboy. You're a cowboy? Your name's Jeff. You work in IT, all right? <laughs> You're not a cowboy. Stop it. Knock it off, you know? I was watching, a, uh, I was on uh, Facebook the other uh, Saturday. Yeah. There's all these people, all these women. They're all women that yeah. I know, uh, some of them I know personally, yeah. that went to this, uh, what was it, Luke Combs Another one. show. I think they were in like uh, the Xfinity Center in, yeah. in Mansfield. And I know these 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 women. They are, they are not, they, they grew up in Rehoboth. Yes. It, which is, okay. It's a it's a rural town, but nobody right. was walking down there all going, Oh shoot, where's Bob Tesla? <laughs> right. But now all of a sudden, this is what you have. You have the northern redneck, which is a weird <laughs> it is a weird phenomena. Yes. It's just like stop it. And, and listen, this as far as the scandal goes, let me tell you who who I think is right and who I think is wrong in the scandal. I think everyone's wrong. I think this guy makes this song. It's probably yet another garbage simpleton country song. They're all mm-hmm. formulaic. I'm on my pickup truck, drink beers with my baby. It's all the same crap, right? right? So now he makes like the one where like try that in a small time. I've never heard the song. I won't. I purposely won't stream it or listen to it because I don't want to. Because I, I this guy's worth eighty million dollars, right? So the song's been out since May. They right. know it's not selling. And then what do they do? They just do a little, just dangle a little, a carrot, and then the crazy lefties all bite the carrot. They're like, this is crazy. I'm outraged. I'm I'm boycotting. And now, guess what you did? You gave this guy another $10 million because you're dumb and you can't just let it go and ignore it. <laughs> you know who I feel bad for in this whole thing? Poor who? Cardi B. All right, this. Yeah, because that, that's the argument against it. She didn't say anything about it either which way, but some columnist is like, you you can't have this, but you can have Cardi B saying WAP or whatever. 
it's like I, she's just out there like hey man i just released the music it says whatever my garbage music is i released it <laughs> she's That's- like i i haven't commented on his garbage music i i don't care either way now it's now it's it's him versus her oh yeah and, you know, the, the, funny, the funny part about it is, you know, so that song is patently offensive. I mean, the first time I heard WAP, I'm going, holy smokes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, you know, there have been some offensive uh, songs being released for the last 50 years yes. that no one has even batted an eye over. Right. But that gets uh, that gets tossed out. You know, listen, whether you believe Jason Aldean is singing about is singing with a with a racist point of view I don't know if he is. I don't know what his intentions are. All I know is it's a horrible song, and so is his music. Well, the, That's the reason you shouldn't listen. You want to cancel J- Jason Aldean? Don't listen to his music. That's the best right. way to, uh, of dealing with it. Well, they made that video, and then and then the, the my lefty friends are all freaking out because they filmed that video in front of this courthouse, and this courthouse is where uh, um, uh, people of color were treated uh, terribly over the general. It's like, find me a courthouse down south where they weren't. All right. Where are you supposed to record that video outside the uh, Manchester town hall in New Hampshire? Like you can't like it is what it is. You know, leave leave it be. But again, what you get now, what you get is you get two people and they're choosing to express their uh, political views by which crap song they lobby for. Here's the thing. Everyone's a lot. It's America. You're allowed to make a crap song. Jason Aldean can make a crap song. Cardi B can make a crap song. It doesn't mean you need to invest yourself in it. Everyone's the constant with the outrage. Yeah. And Jason Aldean's making crap songs since 1998. Oh God, it's a, it, a, lo- it a large canon of crap songs. I give, I give him, I give him credit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I, he I, stayed in this business since '98. That's a long time. Yeah, you know, as much of a music fan as I am, and you know I am, right? So yeah. I mean, as much of a music fan as as I am, and as open minded as I've tried yeah. to be, I have given country music a real fair shake, and it to me, uh, it's. It's not landing. It's it's not it's not getting me where I, I itch. I get the appeal when I hear like, you know, it's like Kenny Chesney was like, oh, it's five o'clock somewhere in the beer, and mm-hmm. and you're sitting on your pontoon boat in the river or at your lake house or what. I get it. I get it. It's a relaxing thing. But as a form of music, this stuff that is out now <laughs> is formulaic. I'm not a great musician, but you know, I play a few instruments. Uh, I would say not proficiently. I would say probably terribly. Rudimentary. Rudimentary. Sure. But uh, I know a simple 4-4 time song with a formulaic 1-3-4-5 chord structure (laughs) and a stupid intro and a stupid outro and a stupid chord. That's what you're listening to, and that's everyone's so invested in that being their identity. It's like, let it go. Now, I will make the caveat. I am saying this on a station that plays Leonard Skinner 1,700 times a day. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, that's, that's reasonable. But, again, I think that just like Leonard Skinner has the right to make their songs, Jason Aldean has the right to make his songs, Cardi B has the right to make her songs, nobody needs to protest anything. Nobody needs to have a big, it, it just let it be. By putting attention on it, you're just making somebody rich you know what the most da- right and and because of this controversy you right. know what the number one downloaded song on spotify has been all weekend let me guess try that in a small town yes oh, absolutely so in, yeah. in other words by by uh, sparking outrage you've yes. just taken his 80 million dollar right. you know net worth and increased it by a hair or so this is why i think everyone's crazy righty and lefty too because they all 
they all find things. I, I, every time I tune into social media, there's another person. One of my buddies is smashing his Keurig with a baseball bat. The other buddy's freaking out over a country song. It's like, let it be. Just let it be. Just live your life. Some people simply can't. They got to politicize everything. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's selective outrage. You have know, heard that yeah. you know, a number of times. It's like, you know, some people will be out, outraged by things that, you know, maybe yeah. need outrage. And there's some people that are really outraged by things that really should not be, uh, you know, concerning anybody at all. You know what goes against the whole country ethos with the uh, try that in a small town? Apparently, you can try that in a small town because you have Wi-Fi and 5G and you can download the stupid <laughs> song. If you were in a real small town, like where you live, Bax, right, you'd be like, I can't download this thing. <laughs> I don't have cell I'm a, signal. I'm in a dead zone. Yeah, I don't have cell <laughs> signal. So you're not, if you're sitting there downloading this song on, on your John Deere tractor that you bought at Home Depot, mowing your half acre in Wilbraham, and you're like, I'm a country guy. No, you're not. <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it off. Stop it. It's 720, 7.30 in Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Are we gonna play some Jason Aldean next? No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna get into that. You know what I was People saying? People have suffered you, enough. You know what's gonna happen? I'm sorry, I can't stop with this. Uh, you know what's gonna happen? I'm just wondering where Darius Rucker <laughs> falls on this. <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. Hootie from the Blowfish. Hootie. Yeah. Hootie from the Hootie and the Blowfish fan is he's a big country guy now. Like he's like a star. Yeah, he's exhausted. One genre of music right. and now has to destroy another one so i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a prediction that hootie's gonna see dollar signs and he's gonna be like i don't find nothing racist with this song and he's gonna sing a cover of it in support of jason aldean and then everyone's like say hootie sung it <laughs> hootie sung it must not be racist it's not man. racist Yeehaw! Uh, i i uh i can't wait i can't i i, I really when I say I can't wait, I just mean I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> it's 731 News is next to Rock 102. Every day is a good day with new Dunkin' Wraps. Get things started the right way with the new Chorizo. And zero one for details. 734 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 along with Marty Caproni who's filling in for Steve all week. Time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Uh, State Senate President Karen Spilka, uh, Splicka, along with uh, Senator Joe Comerford, will be in Hadley this afternoon to announce plans to assist farmers in western and central Mass who have been hardest hit by the recent flooding over the last few weeks. The proposal includes funding and other forms of release. We don't know the details of that, but the announcement will happen sometime later today at 1.30. West Nile virus has been detected in five Massachusetts communities. Two of these communities are here in western Mass. That is such great news. Oh. Uh, a sample. <laughs> a good feel good story. It really is. You know, this all. I just want to hug everybody and say, uh, how great is this? But I'm afraid to catch West Nile virus, uh, so please keep your distance. A uh, sample in West Springfield tested positive uh, on July 14th, 10 days ago. Another one in Boston on the 18th. So far, no human or animal cases have been reported, and right now the risk level is considered to be low statewide. Uh, West Nile virus is a mosquito-carried virus that can cause illnesses ranging from a mild fever to more serious forms of it, which could uh, bring on things like, ooh, I don't know, encephalitis or meningitis, bad things that most people don't want. To prevent getting this stuff, they're uh, suggesting using uh, repellents with DEET, which 
may or may not cause cancer all by itself. <laughs> Wearing long sleeves and pants, which is great on a when it's uh, 67 degrees at already 7.35 in the morning. <laughs> Avoiding outdoor activities at dusk and dawn and removing any standing water around your home. And try to avoid getting bit by mosquitoes. Uh, they didn't find the West Nile in anybody, like in a horse or in a person or anything like that. They just catch the mosquito and find it in the mosquito. Um, yeah. And I don't know how you do that. How do you, how do you just like randomly choose a mosquito or something has been on and, uh, determine that this little guy's got the, got the, got the, the stuff. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I'm self admittedly an idiot. I don't understand, but maybe this is like one of those things where I look and I go, okay, so government working for you. You got these people coming out to Hadley. They're, they're going to give uh, money to the farmers who got their farm. That makes sense. That's the government trying to help out. What, 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 how much money do they spend to have stinking? So they got to have, uh, they got to catch the mosquito. Then there's got to be a guy who's like, I'm the mosquito catcher. So he probably makes money. Mm-hmm. And then they have to have a lab that tests the mosquito. And they go, yep, we got West Nile. Uh, yep, we got it. Well, okay. We know it's here. What do you do after now? You, okay, you got. Do you think you're gonna tell anybody stay in the house and everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, it's a good point. I'm gonna stay in the house." Like no one's gonna. Well, they did it with COVID. It's true. Yeah, you know, for all we for good, all we know, this point. mosquito has to stay, you know, quarantined yeah. for ten days and can't go anywhere without a mask. <laughs> wait, wait. We have to close the bars after nine o'clock because West Nile uh, is in. Okay. <laughs> I could abide by that. Do you remember that? How stupid that was. That's when I. That's when I had enough of the COVID. When they were like, the bars are closing at nine thirty. Like COVID comes out at nine forty-five. Like, bah! you know, it was like. Or the you know the bars could only be open if they were serving food. Yes. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Yeah. You got to make sure you ingest something more. You, yeah. Oh, you could go to a bar and just get a bottle of beer. No one touches it. Nothing. No. No. You need to get food from the kitchen. You know, you know, I uh, I I am not going to name names. I'm not going to point fingers. I'm okay. not going to say where I've, I I saw this happen. I'll just going to say that uh, I saw it somewhere in Western Massachusetts okay. during uh, the height of COVID. Uh-huh. It was at a bar, okay? During COVID, we were invited to go, and I said, "Okay, we're going to go. I don't feel comfortable with this, but we're going to go." We go, we're masked up, and they were not serving food. Kitchen was closed. Oh no. Bar was open. Perfect. Perfect. It's almost as if the whole world had done gone crazy except this one damn place <laughs> nice. that said, nah, we're not falling into yeah. this stuff. And guess what? I don't think anybody got sick at that bar. No. And you want to know why? Because you go to a bar and you order a bottle of beer. Guess who touches it? Pretty much nobody. They pull it out of the cooler, pop the lid off of it, hand it to you. You go to a bar that has a guy working in the kitchen that's maybe working minimum wage that can't afford to miss a shift. You're breathing all over your food. He has a sniffle. He's like, ah, it's probably not COVID. I really need to make my 90 bucks today so that I can keep my cable on or whatever. Yep. Goes into work, starts making your chicken tenders. Everybody's got to get the chicken tenders because you need to order food with your booze. That's right. And now everybody's sick. One snot bubble and all of a sudden the whole place is shut down. That's, that's it. it. That's Everybody's all Everybody's going down. A uh, university expert on water control, uh, water quality says Springfield's report of high levels of contaminants is not cause for panic, but must also be watched closely and taken seriously. I don't know uh, both, but that's how it goes. A number, uh, the numbers are in, uh, are a violation of safe drinking water standards. So in that respect, it is significant, according to John Tobiasen, head of the UMass Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. But I don't think the public should be alarmed, though. The numbers are slightly above the standard which takes a lot of different factors into account. 
In a July 7th uh, message to customers, the Springfield Water and Sewer Commission reported that in five of the city's eight testing sites in June, levels of a water disinfection byproduct exceeded a drinking water standard known as a maximum uh, contaminant level. Quarterly testing has shown an excess of the maximum of 60 parts per billion of haliocytic acids. Apparently, that's bad stuff. The standard is established by the U.S. The, by the uh, uh, the EPA in Springfield. The level, levels are uh, at the four to five sites uh, in excess uh, were much higher than uh, you want, but not so much a problem. Springfield's uh, drinking uh, water and sewer commission uh, found the violation uh, was higher than the standard, but you know we shouldn't really be. <laughs> Worried about what could listen tainted water? What could possibly go wrong? I, I feel like you read between the lines. Everyone's saying like, just don't drink the water. Yeah, listen, um, the water that is coming out of your taps right now, technically speaking, is contaminated with all kinds of bacteria and acids. So don't panic. Don't panic. It's no big deal. You would have to be drinking. This water over a long period of time to even get the slightest terminal right. cancer. Right. It is, however, perfectly fine to completely cover your body in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every morning. Bathe. You bring it out to work. Scrub yourself with soap and, and wash your hair with it. What could possibly happen? Nothing to see here. Everything's great. This is a crazy story. A, uh, a woman who claimed to be the winner of the $1.08 billion Powerball jackpot was lying about it, according to the granddaughter of the owner of the store where the ticket was sold. Uh, Sarai Palacios, a, the granddaughter of uh, Nabor Herrera, who owns the Las Palomitas Mini Market near L.A. Skid Row, uh, said that the woman who claimed to have the winning ticket did not, in fact, have God, the ticket so and potentially had never been in the store. Uh, California Lottery confirmed on Thursday that the store had sold the winning ticket. Uh, which is the third largest Powerball jackpot and the sixth largest U.S. lottery jackpot ever won. This unidentified woman entered the downtown store on Friday crying and responding yes to a reporter who asked if she had won the ticket before abruptly exiting the store and getting into a car. Uh, The video was shared by Inside Edition, and the full video, the woman can be heard saying, I'm scared right now. I'm so scared. She then hugs the people in the store uh, before stating, I need to find him, and then fleeing uh, the store, but claims that uh, that she was the one uh, who won. Herrera said he wasn't aware that his store had sold the winning ticket until he arrived there on Thursday, uh, told the channel that uh, he thought the woman's claim was fake and that he didn't recognize her and later said, I guess she just wanted to be on TV. God, that is so funny. Dude, if I, if I won... Uh, great scale. If I were the sole winner... Of that of the Powerball jackpot from last week, the last thing I would want to do would be go to a store in L.A. Skid Row and said it was me. It was me. Oh, I gotta get I'm out of here. the winner. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I would I would not tell anybody that I was the winner for a damn long period of time. See, I really feel I missed a lost opportunity because I got my Powerball tickets. At the Pride Station, Chickabee Falls, the same place Mavis that won the 700-something million got hers. Yep. If I had thought about how funny this scam is, I would have 100% got in front of a news camera and be like, yep, it was me. 
And then when everyone started kissing my butt, it was like, yeah, oh, Marty, I'm so happy for you. I'd be like, that's awesome. Hey, it's going to take like three weeks for the money to process and stuff. I need you. Can just tell everyone. Can I borrow like a hundred grand? Can I borrow like a hundred grand? You, you know I'm good for it because yeah. I just won the Powerball. Because I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Next thing you know, I got three million and uh, yeah. borrow, and then you're just out. Well, you got a lot of upfront expenses when you just won a billion bucks. That's right. Yeah, yeah you do. You yeah. gotta, you gotta find your way through. That's pretty funny. Though. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know who this woman could possibly have been. Uh, a mix of sun and clouds this morning. Increasing clouds with a slight chance of a shower late in the afternoon. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. And uh, afternoon showers with a high of 86. It's about <laughs> Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Ozzy. Crazy train with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for the uh, the rest of the week. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds this morning. Increasing clouds with a slight chance of a shower early in the afternoon. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a much better chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 86. It's about almost 70 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Real quick, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. Ooh. My guest is Martin Youth Glover. Uh, he is the bass player for the band Killing Joke. Now, you may or may not know who that is, and if you don't, you will certainly know the music that Martin Glover has produced over the last 35 years. He's produced music with Paul McCartney, Pink Floyd, U2, Guns N' Roses, Kate Bush, a Crowded House. He was also, his biggest uh, hit as a producer was... Uh, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. We talked about Great that last song, week. Yeah. An amazing interview that is really just, I mean, the guy's, uh, you know, fascinating. Plus, the band Killing Joke has got a great story to it, too. And it's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any podcast platform throughout the universe. You will find it and on rock102.com. I, uh, I'd be interested to hear that just because he produced Pink Floyd, as you know, my favorite band. I would be interested to hear those stories. The the guy, just the just the story of Bittersweet Symphony alone is is really interesting. Plus, the guy has recorded not just as a producer, but he and Paul McCartney were part of like an experimental project called The Fireman. Yeah, and they released three albums, just the two of them playing. It's it, it's unbelievable. Just what a what a cool, fascinating guy. Little out there, but really interesting. One of the names in there that you said was uh, Kate Bush, which I don't know if people aren't really familiar with it. It's funny. It's a funny story. That's the lady with the song from um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Runner up there. Yeah. Right. She, that, 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 song. that song was a hit, a, a, a international hit back in the 80s. And right. And it was brought back to life because of Stranger Things. Yeah. They said she's made millions now uh, since the release of that song yeah. and the uh, thing. I was like, what a great what a great bonus that is in life when you think you're just done. Well, yep. she's uh you know, she, she's an artist who doesn't fly. So she's never been to the United States. Ever? If she has, I'm not aware of it. But from my understanding, she's she does not fly. That's why she's running up that hill. She's, she's, she runs to every concert and everything has to be on a hill. <laughs> yeah, strictly pedestrian. So yeah, exactly. So that that uh, that song gets revitalized because yeah. of something that goes viral it happened a, a couple of years ago to phil collins and oh, in the air tonight there was there were these two guys in las vegas that were like they review records yeah yeah and they had never heard phil collins before they had never heard that song and when they they heard it and reviewed it on on youtube Oh yeah! All of a sudden, it's like the it becomes like the number one song in the world, and no one could figure out why. 
It was these two guys. The power of TikTok. It's the power. That. It's the power of, of TikTok, and all this music gets resurfaced because of of viral videos, and and those are two great examples. Well, that would be akin to. Uh, I know you probably haven't looked at your uh, calendar yet to see when you're retiring, uh, but that would be. Uh, oh, you're well, gonna yeah, look yeah, at it right now. Uh, see, I, I might have something that says. People. Summoned to the effect that I have 2,974 days, 16 hours, 6 minutes, and 5 seconds. <laughs> okay. So that would be akin to you retire and you're uh, you're up there in uh, up north in your camper just enjoying your weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, Baxi's musical podcast from 15 years ago blows up. Yeah. <laughs> and you just start getting huge checks in the mail and you have no idea why. I have no, I have no idea yeah. why that... That Martin Glover interview from 19, from 2023, <laughs> released on uh, July 24th, suddenly has blown up. I like that for you. I hope that happens. That would be great. It would be fantastic. I would think by then that might not happen, but you you know you can't uh, you, you never say never. And not to harp on it, but if you do, if you're if you are an entertainer and you have a song that was almost a hit, but you never really realized revenue for it, I suggest you filming a video that could be vaguely interpreted as racist and then having somebody protest oh yeah no that that really helps <laughs> and then have somebody uh, protest it and uh or, some nice check or if you could make a video or a, a song about you know disgusting bodily fluids imagine the riches <laughs> imagine the uh, the wealth that would just blow up in your face what do you think cardi b does with their money I don't know. I, I she's investing it. You think she's uh, investing it wisely? She could be. I, I don't know what kind of uh, you know. I don't know what kind of team she has surrounding her assets, oh. but I would imagine that oh, uh, she boy. is valuable. I'm gonna look at her net worth right now, because I did Jason Aldean's. He was uh, eighty. Hers is eighty million too. No kidding. That's a fair. That's a fair match. You know what I suggest they do? They should make some form of a remix of the two songs. And oh, a mashup. Perf- yeah, and then have them perform it live together. That would be terrific. Like that on the Grammys fa- or something. Yeah, yeah. that would be fantastic. That's a wonderful idea. Right. <laughs> 80 million. I know. It's unbelievable. It's uh, 757 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in all week. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you have it. Yesterday, 36-year-old American Brian Harmon won his very first major by winning the 151st Open Championship in Hoylake, England. Now, I know that many of you folks who don't pay attention to these kind of things must be thinking, well, thank goodness the tournament was finally won by an American. Frankly, I couldn't agree with you more. You kidding? An American hasn't won that thing in almost two years. And yet Harmon, the 26th ranked player in the world, just won the most prestigious tournament in golf with a six-stroke lead. Now, at the Masters, you get a big fat check and a green jacket. But at the Open Championship, you win a trophy known as the Claret Jug, which you only get to keep for one year before you have to give it back which they have been doing every year since 1928. What you do get to keep is the largest stack of prize money in golf. How much? Well, I spent most of the night figuring out the exchange rates between the British pound and the U.S. dollar. And what I can tell you is this. By winning, Brian Harmon just won $3 million. Now, here's the thing. Everybody who makes the final round gets paid, just like they do in every tournament. But the Open Championship has the highest purse in golf. Meaning that the four guys who tied in second place are all walking out of there with just over a million bucks per person. Now, 
if I were playing, I can assure you that I would finish dead last. And for that lack of effort, I would be entitled to a handsome losing track, a check of $37,000. Folks, I could come in dead last without even trying. That's because I'm a terrible golfer. What I am good at is endorsing a check. In fact, I could do that all day. Do I have any idea how many stupid radio shows I have to do to make $37,000? Neither do I. That's because I haven't quite figured out the math yet. All I can tell you is it would take a lot of them. And I'm not so sure I've got that kind of patience. Sure, winning $3 million in a stupid jug that you can't keep sounds pretty nice, but I'm not that greedy. Give me a $37,000 check. I promise to stay home next year and never come back. But hey, never my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whatever's for dinner tonight, you can grill it, roast it, smoke it, or bake it with the big green egg. And see Michael of the East Lawman of Rockies. He's the Rockies' big green egg head. Michael knows his way around the big green egg inside and out. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from a couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8-11 in ACDC. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve this week. Uh, it's going to be uh, an all right morning, but then turning kind of cloudy, potentially crappy, maybe some, uh, some, maybe a chance of a shower this afternoon. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, and a pretty good chance of an afternoon shower or a thunderstorm, a high of 86. It's 73 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Shark week. It is Shark Week. It's Shark Week. You uh, you a big fan of the sharks? I uh, you know, I like sharks. I I, I um, this uh, Shark Week thing gets uh, old because all the stories come out like crazy. But uh, I just found a fun one right here while I was sitting here. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was perhaps from like the Onion or one of those things, but it's not from Scripps News Service. It says uh, cocaine has been washing up on Florida beaches and floating in coastal waters for decades as drug smugglers relentlessly attempt to infiltrate the product into the United States. Now scientists are examining whether the presence of these cocaine bricks has affected shark behavior as thousands of sharks off Florida could be ingesting the dumped drugs. Well, look what it did to that one bear. Well, well, if if that's any indication, these sharks are going to crush it at the box office. Uh, a documentary is coming out uh, as part of uh, sh- uh, Discovery's Shark Week called Cocaine Sharks. And that's uh, exactly what you think. The deeper story here, blah, blah, blah. I'll skip all that. I'll paraphrase. Um, basically, they found that these sharks seem to be ingesting the cocaine, mm-hmm. and they floated some fake bundles that look like cocaine. These sharks grabbed them, tore them open, and then they said, swam off. Uh, seeming disappointed and angry. <laughs> yeah, because uh, no one... Cocaine no. sharks. Yeah, yeah, this this coke sucks. The, the first sign, uh, I believe, uh, that they knew these car- these sharks were uh, uh, doing cocaine was when they found four of them locked in a bathroom talking about business ideas <laughs> till 6 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those sharks thought they could have sex all night. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I haven't slept in four and a half days. <laughs> they say sharks don't sleep. So can you imagine giving them coke on top of that? Oh my god! I uh, mean, they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're pretty aggressive, uh, uh, you know, yeah, they're, animals to begin with. I'm not saying they don't look for a fight once in a while, but holy cow! <laughs> 
I just wonder if they're uh, if they found like a shark. Like the first clue is they found a shark with like a gold medallion around its neck, and maybe yeah, like right. wearing a pastel T-shirt or something. <laughs> like putting like a neosinephrine in its gills just so it can breathe a little better <laughs> because their deviated septum is <laughs> acting up. Yeah, that's a great question. How do they? How do they? How do they uh, do? They must. They just eat the cocaine. Apparently, yeah. they, well, they, they can't. Uh, you know, suck it into their gills. <laughs> although that would be a that'd be, be a good trick. Impressive. Be very impressive. Uh, yeah, these uh, these sharks uh, apparently uh, going all night. You know, I just don't know if, if uh, species in the animal world should really be muscling in on our drugs. I don't know if it's healthy for them. I don't think it is. Yeah, you, know, you can be after a while. You know, the 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 sharks you know spent every dime he had left, <laughs> blowing through a, you know his mortgage and his kids' college fund. No truth to the rumor that five sharks showed up at their dealer's door at four in the morning <laughs> looking for that last eight ball. <laughs> Come on, just a bump. Just Come, a on. bump. Come on, man. Just front me till Friday. <laughs> front me till Friday. Yeah, that's right. He's got a he's got a grinder in his pocket and a spindle. <laughs> I've never I've never done cocaine in my life. Uh, but those that uh, I've seen do it seem like uh they get real fond of it, and they do more than they thought they were going to do. I, uh, you know, in in radio, you know, back in the day, oh sure, it was back probably. in the eighties, yeah, you know, that was like all the all the rage is to uh, is to be uh, you know involved in parties and events where that's going all over the place, and you know, like you said, you know, five guys getting together talking about business ideas. Yeah. I can't tell you how many guys you can jam into a bathroom stall be all coming out the same <laughs> right time. right well i'm sure they weren't all going to the bathroom i still see it sometimes at the comedy shows and you know who i see it from most is the bachelorette parties like the young girls at the bachelorette parties yeah they're they're like i i have to go to the bathroom and then like four <laughs> of them all go at the same time and you're like well they're just girls going to the bathroom whatever but then they come back and they went from perfectly normal sitting there drinking their you know Cosmatinis and wearing their light up uh, penis hats or whatever, and mm-hmm. they come back and they're just like, and you're like, oh god, we got to stop. So glad you came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the right. comedy show. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it, uh, I, I find that uh, interesting. Now we're gonna have sharks hooked on coke. I wonder if they're gonna have a shark rehab. It's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go on to you know, more you know, seductive, maybe more destructive drugs. Eventually, someday there's going to be a VH1 behind the music for about some great white shark. <laughs> and then you'll have uh, you'll having, have the shark go through the twelve step programs. I was a very successful shark. I was eating two, three surfers a year at a steady yeah. pace. And then their family members go see like Shark Anon, <laughs> how to deal with their destructive uh, shark father who has been snorting. <laughs> Chowing down on bricks of coke yeah. for years. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, this is uh, it's interesting. So yeah, if you're interested in cocaine sharks, uh, Discovery this week starts the uh, Shark Week. <laughs> it's a yeah. feel good story. You know, it's 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 funny because um, years ago we had an employee here who uh, who uh, lost his job because he was uh, was he getting high in the station van. You know, okay. and I don't know if I should be telling the story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah, it tell it. Let's see what happens. Many, many years ago. It's all out of the woods. I don't if even you know what happened. You want to throw his name out? Go ahead. I'm right. I don't know what happened <laughs> at, at anything. Anyway, he uh, he's doing drugs in the uh, in the station van. I think it was just like, you know, smoking weed or something like that. What was the first? Oh, it was just smoking weed. I thought it was cocaine. I was going to say when they said he gave away 128 T-shirts in three minutes. 
All done the appearance. We're good. <laughs> what are these garbage bags? It's my we're, Coke. It's my Coke. Come on, we're going to keep spinning the prize wheel. We're going to keep spinning the prize wheel. Who else needs it? Where's that wheel of meat? <laughs> anyway, he uh, so he gets fired, right? Yep. And uh, the boss has a big meeting, and you're talking about other things. And he also addresses the fact that the guy got canned. And, and the, the thing the general manager says at the, uh, the end of the meeting is, you know, let's go out there and, you know, remember why we got into this business in the first place. And I start laughing. <laughs> I start laughing. I couldn't help myself. He said, what are you laughing at? He said, that dude just got fired for doing the exact thing we all got into this business for. That's why we're here. <laughs> this is what we play the game for. <laughs> it's 818 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Rock 102's classic rock summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826 and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve all week on Rock 102. Join uh, Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew on Friday from 7 to 9 at Free Music Friday at the uh, La Plaza at MGM. American Honey will be performing uh, that night. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes. The Plaza Bar will be open every uh, Free Music Friday, offering summer cocktails, beers, and non-alcoholic beverages. You also stop by the TGIF Square where you'll find White Lion Wild Dandelion Beer Trailers and uh, the New Shot Shed serving uh, summer offerings from local distillers, Top Golf Swing Suite and Bar, and Indian Motorcycle. The Tap Sports Bar also being opened uh, before and after uh, after the concert, as well as the uh, the Tap Patio Bar where you can buy drinks on the go. I like drinks on the go. Mm. You know, why drink them there? Drink them on the go. You know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about food because I know that uh, it's a touchy thing that we talk about so much but have you had the fried pickle chips at taps yes i have the fried pickle chips and the chili at that place are, is fantastic and now i'm hungry yeah well you know um you know, the, uh, fried pickle chips are almost delicious in every place i've ever gone I've, I've rarely found a fried pickle chip that i didn't say i'm so glad i got the fried pickles I uh, I gotta be honest, and now I'll tell you, the food at uh, View Street where Loft Comedy Club is, uh-huh. I love it. It's world class, but I have an issue with our pickle chips, and I keep bringing it up to Ed. I feel that they're too bready, too bready. Mm-hmm. Really? I, yeah. I'm you like a, you like less breading, more. I pickle. like a less bready. So I think he was moving in the direction this week or last week of a less bready pickle chip. Huh. Okay. I like the pickle chips at Tap. They're almost like a cornmeal that they do them in. Yes. And they're crispy and oh, delicious man. and the ranch dressing there. You dip. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, I got uh, some cousins coming in from out of town on Thursday. You taking them down there? I don't know where I want to take them. Last time they were in town, I took them to the Munich house. No, I take that back. Last time I took them to the uh, the student prince. Oh. And then the time before that, I took them to the Munich house. Okay, so you've given them the German cuisine tour. Yes, and I think there was a time I took them to Theodore's too. So now oh, I got to think. Oh, well, do I want to just go back to, you know, some of the uh, the tried and true, or yeah. do I want to take them someplace different? And I I don't know uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Where are they coming in from? They're coming from uh, yeah Rehoboth. Oh, so the exotic land of Rehoboth. Um, well, I wouldn't quite call it that. But yeah, but they're they're uh, they're gonna come out, and I'm I'm I gotta think about where I want to take them. Mm. Kind of stumped at this point. I just I'm not really sure where I want to go. Well, I mean, you t- are you looking fancy? Are you looking not as fancy? Uh, you know, I could go either way. 
I could I, I could honestly go either way. I don't know how. I mean, no place around here is super duper fancy where you got to like wear a jacket and tie. Right. Well, no. Well, not maybe jacket and tie, but Chandler's at MGM's real good. The steakhouse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty fancy. That's what I was asking. I had that in mind. That that's not bad. But uh, hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong too. If they're are they staying at your house? No, no, they're just up for the uh, just up for dinner and then going back. Oh. Because you guys say you couldn't go wrong with the Center Square Grill there in uh, East Long Meadow, or even uh, the old Craft Thirty Two, which is now the uh, what is the yes. Village Tavern or whatever. Is that is that what it is I now? Think so yeah, they, okay. their their food's pretty decent. Right, I gotta figure that out. Uh, I get uh, I got a couple of days to to work on that. Well, I uh, you know far be it for me to pass up a conversation about food. Well, I'm not, I'm not passing up any conversation. Yeah, about yeah, food. I'm all for it. Well, I got no problem talking about food. I do love. I do love. I, I love their chili at tap. I love their pickle chip tap. It's making me want to go there this week now, just thinking about it. <laughs> that happened like last week. I think we were talking about like uh, barbecue or something yeah. like that. And I ended up uh, down at Theodore's picking <laughs> up barbecue. Of course you would. Yeah. Of course. You got to. You got to do it. It's uh, 830. We have news next. It's oh, 832. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, the uh, Pioneer Valley uh, news is looking like all of this. Uh, and that's only because I'm trying to find it. Ah, yes. Uh, State <laughs> Senate President Karen Splika uh, and Senator Joe Comerford will be in Hadley this afternoon to discuss a plan to assist farmers in western and central Mass who have been hit hardest by the recent flooding. You know, we talked about this uh, you know, last week and the week before. If you've, uh, if you've got a farm and you've been hit with floodwaters, it's a disaster, Ugh. and and uh, it ruins crops and ruins, you know, land. And uh, so to have the state come in and say we've got something uh, for you, uh, not just funding but other forms of relief, that's good news. And that announcement happens this afternoon at uh, at one thirty. Yeah, it, 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 there was like so much flooding, like on Friday, like uh, you know, Deerfield got nailed, yep. Greenfield got nailed. Um, you know, a lot of uh, towns. Franklin County got probably the worst of it. I saw an article that said in, I think it was Conway, uh, Mass. The whole roads and people's driveways were just completely washed away. You imagine that, like a whole road, just the whole road. Yeah, gone. just just gets picked up off the ground and boom, there it goes. You know how inconvenient that's got to be if that's like the one road to your part of town. You know, now you got to drive all the way up through Vermont or whatever. You got to find an alternate route. Oh yeah, and in small towns, that's not uh, that's not always possible. I went down. You know, I I told you my, uh, you know, as a kid, we grew. I grew up in the summers down in Chester, Connecticut, um, at uh, a little yacht club down there. My parents, a working class thing, so don't think it was fancy. You know, my dad was just a (laughs) my dad was a union crane operator. My mom was hourly at Mass Mutual, but. Uh, it was called Patacon Yacht Club, and and I I stopped down there this weekend because I was in Connecticut for shows, and I wanted to see how bad the flooding had been when I was down there. And they they told me they were like last week, there was three feet of water over the road. You you couldn't get in to the place. They said it was worse than than springtime flooding. And when you looked at like the lawn of everywhere, you could see that gray hue yeah. of like the river silt that was all over that. Yeah, that must be what I'm assuming is the problem with the crops. You know, you know. Last week I'm driving around. I'm going to like uh, you know driving past like you know Heritage Pond and East Lawn Meadow. Yeah. I'm driving over the the bridge to uh, to get into Ludlow from Indian Orchard. And I'm looking at the water. And it's like the brown. It's it's brown and so high. Like yeah. if we're, I'm on like a Route 20 on uh, on Boston Road. Oh yeah. And you know I'm looking at the pond and I'm like, wow, that is 
That is crazy how how high that is. Because I mean, for a for a while, I remember like last summer we had all these red flag warnings because yeah. we were we were like in in uh, in, in drought conditions. Right. What a difference between a a year makes between what you had last year and this year. It's and I mean, what a crappy summer in general. You know what I mean? Whether it's cold or whether it's constantly been rainy or it's very few really good days. You know, I mean, and lately all the good days seem to fall on Thursday, <laughs> which is where we have our show at uh, Loft Comedy Club with $20 and a buffet dinner. Right. Yep. And you know what? When the attendance is light, I'm almost like I can't blame people because, you know what I mean? There's been so few days where it's not been either 105 degrees or, you know what I mean? Like right. it's or, or rainy or crappy or whatever, you know? Well, I got to tell you, uh, going to craft uh, uh, the Loft Comedy Club uh, yeah. two weeks ago, I found the uh, the air conditioning and the, uh, the the temperature control of that room to be quite good in spite of 300 people watching it, the comedy show. It is one of my big appeals when I promote the Thursday night show. I go, why do you want to stay home in your kitchen in the heat, stand over a stove and cook and everything else? I go, for 20 bucks, you get a nice day. This week, Chef Larry uh, and Chef Jeff, I don't know what they're planning, but they said that it's going to be good. This week, you know, you get a buffet dinner for 20 bucks. Forget about the fact Please. that you get comedy and there's no drink minimum or any of the BS. Like a lot of people always, is there a catch? What's the catch? There's no catch. You know, it's like it's 20 bucks. You know, it's like you go to Subway. I just saw an article that for a Big Mac value meal at McDonald's in uh, Connecticut at the uh, on 95. Right. $17. Come on. I swear to God. For $17 for the value meal? For the value meal. The Big Mac value meal. So I'm like, we're $3 more than a value meal. And people are like, what's the catch? It's like, there's no catch. Just you know, if come I, out and be in the air conditioning and laugh and not cook. If I were at a McDonald's yeah. and, the, and the person behind the, the register said, That's gonna be, that'll be uh, $17, please. I would say, <laughs> get me Mary McCheese on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what this, I feel like I've been violated. Yes. $17. Do you Please. know when I, my first job, like when I got my first, I had a paper out when I was like nine, but like my first real job, I was working at a motel in, in uh, Chicopee on Burnett Road. It's now the Motel 6. It used to be the Sioux Chalet. Ooh, it sounds beautiful. Oh, yeah. My buddy Jeff and I, we were the, uh, we, we were two kids that were volunteering in maintenance, and then uh, they they let go uh, the guy that was the maintenance guy there because he was, uh, I think, doing a lot of drugs in the company van. Oh, South he cleaned Atlanta. around the dead hooker yes, in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah right. pretty much. So they uh, so they promoted us. We were about 15 years old, 14, 15 years old, and we were the heads of maintenance together. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember my, I think I was making four twenty five an hour. I remember my first whopping paycheck of whatever the heck it was, $122. I immediately went to McDonald's, and I was like, I'm going to order everything until I'm full. And I didn't eat for like a whole day. Mm -hmm. And I think I ordered a full banquet. That was back when they had McPizza, too. Do you remember when McPizza I do. came out? I do, yeah. I ordered this huge pile of food, and I think it came up to like twenty-three dollars. <laughs> now it's seventeen bucks. For yeah, a, now yeah, yeah for, for like a fraction of right. what you were gonna get. Right. Uh, Eversource must do more more research and outreach before the state decides whether or not to allow a controversial plan to install a secondary gas line through Springfield and Longmeadow. The people of Longmeadow generally love a good gas line. Oh, sure. They're crazy about it. You know, it's all etched in gold and, uh, you know, with diamonds studding <laughs> the entire thing. In a 240-page uh, response to the utilities draft 
environmental impact uh, study. Uh, Energy Secretary Rebecca Tepper asked Eversource to submit a supplement that answers additional questions. Uh, according to, uh, to Tepper, I reviewed the draft environmental impact report and hereby determined that it does not adequately and properly comply with uh, the Massachusetts EPA Act and its implemented regulations. Now, Eversource applied for approvals to construct a new 5.3-mile, 16-inch diameter gas pipeline that makes upgrades to the existing Bliss Street Regulator Station in Springfield and build a new point-of-delivery facility in Longmeadow. It's a $65 million project, uh, and it's been taking it's been taking years to get this thing uh, going. But in the application, the, com- the, uh, the company has urged that the new pipeline is needed as a backup for the existing 70-year-old system. The line serves people in Springfield, Longmeadow, Agawam, West Springfield, Southwick, East Longmeadow, and Chicopee. The company says a disruption in the current aging pipeline would impact 58,000 businesses and households and more than 200,000 people could take uh, eight weeks to repair and restore service if the old system ain't fixed. And, of course, uh, both the uh, the uh, the Longmeadow Board of Selectmen and its planning board, as well as the Springfield City Councilor, have voted against the proposal. I'm shocked that they would have trouble getting this pipeline in Longmeadow. It's almost like you're saying that community might have some lawyers uh, in its ranks that might be able to uh, get together and oppose this thing. Well, this is a town that doesn't even want a cell phone tower. Right. You know, even though like Longmeadow maybe has, in spite of the fact that, you know, many doctors and lawyers and business leaders conduct most of their business on cell phones, they'd rather not live in a town where you can make a phone call on a cell phone. Now, listen, I would love nothing more than to sit here and be like, how dumb are these people in Longmeadow? But I'll be honest, if you ever drive through that town, you're like, what an awesome place to live this must be. <laughs> it really is like right out of, it looks like a, a Hollywood movie set of just beautifully manicured lawns. Hey, neighbor. Everyone's just out oh, yeah. waving at cars. Everyone driving the speed limit. There's speed bumps everywhere. Everybody's they're, smiling because yeah, they're living in like Longmeadow. All the people that work there are in great moods. The cops, oh, yeah. the cops are just like, oh, we're just going to pull you over. Where are you going to? Oh, all right. Well, you have a great day. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I get it. Not a single Longmeadow resident arrested in months. Right. Pro- I would bet that's probably true. Yeah. And any crime they commit is probably committed somewhere like in Springfield where their office is. Or, or it's like super white collar. Very white collar. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never find a blue collar crime anywhere right. in Longmeadow. Right. That, that wouldn't. A, a good old fashioned mugging? You yeah. don't see that. Well, maybe up and down Maple Street. But beyond that, you would never <laughs> get it. that. You would never get that. Not in Longmeadow. And now they need a new gas line. And if something burps up in Longmeadow on your, on your gas line. It's a tough community, man. I could think of every other community that I would try to put a gas line in first before Longmeadow. You know? See, but I would think that if you're in Longmeadow. You could put part- it in Springfield. No one would even care. Mary Dom, whatever, put it in. Yeah. But, 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 the, but the city council doesn't want it either. Oh, the right, city yeah. council in Springfield is like, nah, we don't. We want to beautify our, our town. Sure. It's hard to make a gas line beautiful. Maybe you get some artists and you paint it. Like a gas line mural. Yeah, like a little gas line mural. I like that idea. <laughs> Trying to be an optimist. You know, the uh, a university expert on water quality says Springfield uh, Springfield's report of high levels of contaminants is not a cause for panic. Uh, it has to be watched closely and taken seriously, but don't get all that crazy. Yeah, because uh, a little bit of contamination never hurt anybody. They're saying 
that uh, customers should not worry uh, that much about the contamination that you know, I mean, drinking it over the long course of time might not be great because of all the many, you know, different illnesses and uh, sicknesses. Eh. But, but you know, for the most part, it's perfectly fine. I'm sure, it's just ducky. Um, I think that's the way that they do the in between the lines. Like, if you're smart enough to read this article, it means don't drink the water. Yeah, I think if any time you see a news story that says there are contaminants in the water. Mm. Um, it's usually a pretty good indication that you should not be drinking the water. As as someone who has sure. gotten uh, very ill on contaminated water Ugh. in the past, I would not recommend drinking it at this point. Even though not one person is saying there's a boil order for water. No, no one, no one will say that because it's the last. That's the last stage of uh, things. Because once you tell it's a community like Springfield that has a certain percentage of lower income uh, residents and everything else that there's a boil order. Then I'm sure the city is responsible for probably trucking in water for like the people in uh, underserved areas and everything else. So they're just like, eh, no, everything's fine. Yeah, we're just no, saying, good. we're just saying you might not. <coughs> Don't drink water. Uh, everything's good. <laughs> nothing bad can happen here. Don't. No need yeah, to panic. To, nothing to see. Oh, you just showered and all your hair fell out. Everything's fine. Everything's no, actually, I showered in Longmeadow, but I did not shower <laughs> here in Springfield. I'd avoid. <laughs> I'd avoid showering anywhere else but Longmeadow, but <laughs> you people in Longmeadow, you people in Springfield shouldn't worry about it. What That's think, fine for you. What do you think Longmeadow has in the tap? Like Evian water right out of the tap? Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually little bubbles in it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a mix of sun and clouds this morning, increasing clouds with a uh, slight chance of an afternoon shower. High of 88. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. There's also another chance of an afternoon shower, a better chance also uh, of thunderstorms from the high... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.52 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in all week on Rock 102. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost done the first show. Yeah, almost uh, almost there. We're grinding out without Steve, who's enjoying. He's got his feet up. He's, it's a, my understanding is it's a staycation. I mean, he's got an yeah. event he's got to go to like on Thursday or whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, he's... He's taking the time, man. It's like uh, the guy has been, uh, you know, just so overworked. And he, he put in five days in a row. In a row, here. Marty. That's one you have any after idea? another after another. I know. It's, I mean, it's really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got I to gotta lie down even thinking about his pace. <laughs> I'm just so exhausted. Yeah, I mean, seriously. It's like, dudes, slow, slow down. down. You're going to wind up uh, having an aneurysm before <laughs> your age of 50. Stop and smell the flowers. He's all working five days in a row. Oof. You know, I uh, we were at uh, at the campsite uh, over the weekend. <clears throat> now it, it's a it, it's a gated campsite. Ooh, fancy. Oh yeah, you need like a little key card to let yourself in. Really? Yeah, you do because they don't want uh, they don't want the 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 wretched refuse to be milling around the place. I need to paint the picture of this in my head. So mm-hmm. can I ask you some questions? Sure, go ahead. Do they? So it's gated. Is your campsite like on Earth, like, or is it in a like a parking lot? It's on the moon, Marty. No, no, no. But I mean, like, is it does it is it like no grass it's, or it's like uh you know, grass and crushed stone. Okay. So okay. it's I mean it's a it, it's so it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's okay. rustic. Everybody uh, takes care of their property. Some people go all out with you know decking and pergolas. Ah, and, yeah, nice. really 
elaborate right. setups. Okay. We're not we're not at that point yet where we got our setup completely well, you just as we in, want. Right. right. So, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading a story uh the other day. I you know, I have not seen this, but uh apparently it's a thing. Uh it's the swing awakening. There's nothing wrong with decorating your patch of grass with lawn flamingos if that's what you're into. But a first-person report penned for RV Travel Magazine uh, says that there are there is this thing going on RV parks all across America oh boy. Uh, where people are putting pink flamingos. You know those plastic yeah, plink used to be flamingos? The, yeah, yeah. You put it on your, 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 your space in the RV park. Okay. It's basically uh, broadcasting to everybody in the park that you're swinging. You know what I'm swinging? Like uh, wife swapping. Yeah. You know, like uh, as in oh. l'amour. You know, like, uh, uh, okay. you know, I see, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. All right. I see, I see what you're saying here. Apparently, this is, a, this is the thing. And I didn't know any of this. I haven't seen anybody with a pink flamingo. Okay. Your park's I, safe? I well, I, listen. New people move in, old people move out. You know, you don't know what's going on in the in, in somebody else's fifth wheel or travel trailer. You don't you don't know if they're knocking boots and who's in there with them. You don't know what's sliding out and what's sliding out. You don't know. You 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 don't know. Now you know, and and I've like heard some people, uh, like in in in, in some other gated communities, where they have like a. You know, people get their own uh, golf carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what they do is they hang like, uh, like shower puffs. You know those little shower yeah, puffs. Yeah, like a, a loofah almost. Like kind of, yeah. Well, depending on what colors <laughs> you have on your golf cart, that also Indic- forecasts what you're into. What? Co- All right, I'm not going to even say it, but uh, you know, I have some jokes there, but I'll leave them alone. Well, I'm just, uh, I, you know, I'm just saying that you there's, know. you know, there's a there's a whole society of people out there that are doing stuff. I thought it was the upside down pineapple. That's what I thought was the universal symbol for all of this. It it was, and it, it may still be, but I think what happens is once everybody realizes that the, these people with the upside down pineapple in their front it. yard are swingers, right? They have to come up with some other sim- symbol. That the general population doesn't know about. Otherwise, everybody knows you're swinging. Here's the problem you're going to run into. Uh, those pink lawn flamingos. Mm. I mean, my grandparents had a trailer back in the day when I was a kid at yeah. Colebrook Campground up in... Uh, where's Colebrook Campground? Where is that uh, in Mass? Is it Colebrook, Mass? I don't even know. Could be. I don't know. Brookfield up up that way or whatever they... All right. Uh, a lot of them had uh, flamingos because they were campy, like, 50s retro things to... So you're going to have some of these people that still have them outside their trailer. They're like 85 years old. It's going to be like, hey, what's up, Pops? You want to look, what the? <laughs> Get off my lawn. What are you trying to do? Right, right. You know? you just, I mean, the assumption is that these things are an indicator of what's going on inside the the camper oh god and it's it's that's not your intention like you don't right. want, you just happen to like pink flamingos or right. shower puffs and, and hanging those out the window who's swinging in a camper anyways is that is that it's such a closed it's environment right. it's like you know once you have once you invite swingers in now things uh, rocking back and forth yeah you, just, you don't know i mean listen i i know some swingers uh <laughs> I've, you know, I've heard them tell tales but yeah. uh but in in reality i don't I don't know what kind of lawn decorations they have because I don't hang in that way uh, with them. And it's like, well, you know, well, what is going on? 
I just, uh, you just gotta, that's a conversation you have to have with your wife where you're like, we gotta be real careful now what we put out. Yes. For I mean, decorations. Because, you know, the average age of that park is somewhere between 65 to 90. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me slide off these depends, <laughs> get comfortable. <laughs> Oh, are these after dinner mints? No, they're not. So you just uh, you just wonder what's uh, you know oh. what's going on in the world, man. I feel like uh, somewhat excluded, somewhat. I mean, it's almost over. I feel like the. You ever feel like I, I come in here and I read the news today? You know, I'm looking for a fun, feel good story. Yeah. I got sharks on cocaine. That was it. All right. That's well. That's that was the, probably the highlight. That was yeah. the most feel good story I could find. <laughs> I leave here feeling like I don't know if it's just me. But you know when you watch like a disaster movie, yeah, and like the the music at the end just keeps getting louder and louder right before the everything blows apart. Sure, that's how I feel like life is right now. I feel like <laughs> as a country, as a world, it's like da, 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 and we're just waiting for the asteroid. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm not against it. But when the asteroid hits, there's gonna be all these flamingos flying all over the place. <laughs> we'll have to clean up the planet just, with sour puffs. Oh God. It's 8.59, Bax and Nagel, and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 9.13. <laughs> the show between the show again. Oh, I know. And uh, Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel, and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve all week on Rock 102. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, you know, like you're, like you're telling a great story. I yeah. tell you a good story. We had like two great stories. Yeah, yeah, I've... And then we got to come back from break, and we're like, we don't have enough time to tell that whole story. Yeah, so. it's, too, it's too long. I, I just told you the, my Lita Ford story. It's so great. It's a great story. It really is. It, it's a great story. And you told me a, a sto- an, another story, which, I, you know, I mean, no photographic evidence. I, uh, I don't know it's entirely true, but it's plausible. Well, uh, it's plausible. I, I, you know what? I don't think I have any photographic, but it's burned into my mind oh, I'm for sure. all eternity. I'm sure. It, yeah, that would never let You could never let that go. Nope. No, not in the least. And I can never let go of Lita Ford calling me an a-hole on the radio. Well, I uh, I couldn't let go of uh, spending my pool day with Tawny Katane. So <sighs> see, we both we, we here we go. We got the uh, now everyone's wondering about our stories. Well, I mean, I've told my Lita Ford story before. Have but, you? Uh, yeah, no, I've told it, and uh, it's a good one. It's a she didn't want to go bowling with me, and uh, I just wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't take no for an answer. I bet she bowl now. I think she's got lots of free time in her hands to bowl. I mean, you know? she's probably. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, who doesn't? Do you think she's out there? Let's let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google her right now. Yeah, Lita Ford tour. I'm gonna see if she's out there touring. Number one, and sure. Then, and then number two. Well, looky here, Lita Ford, August fifth is going to Beverly, Mass to play the Cabin Street Cinema and mm, Theater. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's uh, no, nothing closer. That's, uh, that's as close as that's, we got. Uh, yeah, she's at the Cabot in Beverly, August. Yeah, August fifth. I don't have uh, I don't have the time to turn that around. You don't. You don't. We, should we get her in for a promo appearance? I bet you she'd take us bowling. She may not remember me asking her to bowl, but I'm pretty sure she will remember what happened to her the night before that made her in such a bad mood that day. Seemed very upset. Yeah, very upset. And uh, you know, it is a good story. I will say. Love, it's a great story. We we had the opportunity to uh, to interview her a couple of years ago. She was appearing at the uh, the waterfront in Holyoke, and I thought, yeah, you know, I'm not, I, I I'm, 
I'm not over it yet. I, yeah, I still you held a grudge. I got a grudge going on, and I want to hold on to it for a long time. <laughs> you held a grudge from the '80s. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it was like yeah, '89, '90. It was somewhere around there. The grudge itself was wearing a jean jacket <laughs> and had Aquanet in its hair. Uh, yeah, look, I'm looking right now. Uh, yeah. A solo career. Long. She went on a long hiatus, probably after you asked her to go. <laughs> no, I. I wasn't just asking her to go bowling. I insisted that she that she uh, take me up on my offer. I even offered to pay for the the shoe rental. Who does that? That that's a you're, that's a that's a nice offer. I even offered to pay for the shoe rental for her husband. You know, once he sobered up. Well, guess what? <clears throat> yes, her and her husband divorced. Of course, divorced. Would they be divorced today if we had gone bowling and I had paid? Yeah, you know, that question will never be answered. You'll, you'll never Lita, know the answer to that. She could have been Lita Baxendale. She could have. She could have. She could have, but I don't. Uh, I don't think uh, I. Based upon what I know of her, I would say I'm probably not her type. You don't think so? She's certainly not my type. No. No. Think? No. No. Never had I to... like a woman who will say, "Yeah, I'll go bowling. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll knock down that a few, few frames. Yeah. Well, by the way, what? Who doesn't like bowling? Like who? You know, everybody who who uh, mocks bowling and say, "Oh, well, what do you want to go bowling for?" Elitist. They're elitist, and once they go bowling, they always have a good time. You I defy, I, yeah, I defy you to tell me to show me somebody who had a bad time at a bowling alley. You can't. It's it's even if you hate the bowling, even if you can't, like your wrist hurts and you can't bowl. There's an arcade there. There's nachos. They there's they, they beer. Could, they could defrost the pizza for you. Right. They always have that uh, like that Chuck E. Cheese type pizza. Where they, yes. They, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Lita, if you're listening. <laughs> And I don't believe she is. We uh, will listening. we will bury the hatchet. Bygones be bygones. If she would like to take us both bowling down to tap, we'll go to tap. We'll get the pickle chips. We'll get yep. some chili, and we'll, yep. and we'll bowl there in the back. I think that's a nice. Uh, I think that'd be a great night. You know, three of us, three of us bowling with Lita Ford. Feel like time has given her some perspective. And you know, you know, you based know? based upon where her life is at now, uh, I'm sure she's not nearly as entangled with. Yeah, uh, you know, with uh, like uh, you know. Her husband used to be in Wasp. You know, I, I'm sure it's a different time, different place. Guitarist Chris Holmes. Although I will say they have two sons together, apparently, James and Rocco. Oh, what lucky children. <laughs> oh, the luckiest the, youngsters. Well, they moved them to Turks and Caicos, according to Wikipedia. Or a Turkish Kinkos or something uh, like that. Turkish, right. It's got pink flamingos outside. <laughs> well, that would explain Turkish, a lot, wouldn't it? Turkish Kinkos. It's 918 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni.